Executive decision from announcements. <laughs> no, I'm not, I can't make that one. All right, still on food. It's, this one's about IHOP. Oh, IHOP Kansas City. Different Close kind of IHOP. Right. We'll do it, though. Um, so we have a worship night next Saturday at 6 p.m. It is going to be in place of our Saturday night. It is a time for us just to come and worship together, and it's going to be amazing. All right. Tim's going to uh, introduce Dave and Deb. Yeah, yeah. Do you want this or just the stools? You need this? All right. Well, no, he, he doesn't He doesn't reject what I've asked him to do, but to, Sunday he'll be up here. Sunday he will be up here. That's all right. Yeah. I got plenty to say, but I'm not going to right now. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thanks for that, Dad. Well, honestly, we're just so excited to welcome Dave and Deb. For the, how many of you have never heard them before? Is there anyone here that's never heard them before? Just a few of you. Um. This morning we were we had a group of just young leaders at the house with them, and we I shared this. I said I just want to make sure that after ten years of relationship, we're not we're not just familiar or comfortable. What we're believing that as as covenant friends and 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 really honestly apostolic covering to the house that that we're believing that God's going to release everything. He has for us, including direction and vision and, and things that God wants to do and, 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 and DNA. I really, honestly, if there's anything, I want you to catch DNA tonight of just because they have laid out a path that just showed us, hey, this is, this is a good path to be on. And so we've just, and they have been covenant friends. They've been willing to give answers where most people just said, hey, that's a hard walk and hope you make it through. They've been willing to do that. And so I just want you just to, I think Dave is going to come up first, right? And then, oh, you're both coming. All right. So just welcome Dave and Deb as they come up. Hello, hello. I'm going to just say hi, and then I'm going to sit back down, and we'll kind of teach together in a little bit. But I just want to say hello and how always what an honor and privilege it is to be with our friends and our friends and our friends, yes, our family. We just truly feel like it's um, coming to see family when we come here. And um, it's it's cool because at the mission where we are based, when they hear we're coming to Hill Country, they everybody there gets excited too. And they're like, send our love and tell them all hi. So even, even our body there in Vacaville just feels very connected to you. Um <clears throat> This isn't where we're going. (laughs) But I'm just hearing something, so bear with me. Um, Sunday at our church, they—I was supposed to be taking the offering, and um, I'm kind of reliving that experience. And the Lord in the morning, He said, um, "Tell them the scripture about all things work together for good." 
for them that love the Lord. And I said, okay, you know, but I'm doing offerings, so does that mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to do my job, take offering. And then I heard in my spirit how people read that verse. He said, this is what they're hearing when they read the verse. Because God causes all things and inflicts all things, so then he can come and show himself faithful to me, is how they read that. And I'm like, no way. They don't really. He goes, yeah, that's how they read it. They, they believe I cause all things and inflict all things so then I can come and show myself faithful to them. And I'm like, that's sick. And he goes, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I just saw myself, you know, somebody that didn't know my parents <clears throat> explaining my dad to them. And like, he was a great guy. Yeah, he loved me and we were really close. But once in a while, he would um, give me food that would make me sick just so he could take care of me and show me that he was faithful and strong. And just, you know, maybe only a couple times he broke my legs because he just wanted to show me that he was going to be faithful and take care of me. And No? That's kind of sick, isn't it? Yeah, like if I trusted and that, that isn't normal. And the Lord said, no wonder my people have t- uh, trouble trusting me because they think I cause all things and inflict all things. And so when they're in something that's difficult, either caused by themselves, the enemy, or others, if, if they think I've caused it, then how can they turn to me and how can they trust me? And I just feel like there's a few people in here tonight that you're in that crazy, doesn't make sense swirl of like, God, I guess God caused it, but, but this is really hard. And so how can I trust him that he's going to take care of me and show himself strong? Is there anybody that that's particularly speaking to tonight? You're in a hard thing. Yeah. And I really feel like it's something that is particularly caused by another person. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you, do you mind standing up? I just want to be able to see your face, if that's okay. Anyone else? Okay. I'm going to just pray for you, okay? So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just command peace and grace and a sound mind. That you have not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. And I tell you in the name of Jesus, you are not losing your mind. You are going to be able to make decisions. You're going to be able to think clearly and have good judgments. And those words that have come to you say, you don't know how to make decisions. You, I, you, you can't be trusted to make good decisions is a lie. And the Lord says, I am your strength and I am your wisdom. And he is covering you in this time, and he is going to show himself faithful. But he wants you to know that he didn't cause this. He didn't need to cause this to show himself faithful to you. He is strong on your behalf. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let it be so. There we go. Oh, see? 
This is much more complicated than what I have. They have to make it simple for me at home. Yeah, it's really good to be here. We love coming, coming here and being with our friends and seeing them in Vacaville. You know, you all are welcome to come anytime to Vacaville. Yep, you, you can't move there. Well, no, yeah, well, yeah, you could do that too. But no, just come visit us sometime. Come out with Tim and Elizabeth. We're so proud of these two, aren't you? Yeah. Gee, my goodness, they're tough. They're tough people. You know that? They're tenacious, tenaciously going after God. We love those kind of people. And they do it so well. Very, very proud of them. Um, so very quick, just very quickly. Uh, again, how many of you have never heard, uh, never been in a service with us before? Just a few of you? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, just very quickly, some resources that we have. Uh, those of you who have been here before, you know what they are, but uh, you won't know if you don't know. So decisions that define us, uh, decisions that have gone around the world about transition. It's a great transitional book. Declarations that empower us, um, declarations that have been used all around the world for a variety of purposes. We use them in our church at home, and uh, they've brought great release in people's lives. Uh, nothing happens in the kingdom without a declaration. Yep. Uh, the Power of Your Life message is my legacy book. Uh, it's it's a, a little bit of our journey, but it's, you know, everyone has a life message, but not everyone knows how to empower it. And this is what that's all about. Um, if you've ever wanted to take your family through a time of determining what your future is going to look like as a family rather than just what your history has been, this is a great book to take them through. Uh, then I have uh, four books on hope, so we kind of kind of like that, you know, because without hope there is none. Yeah? Uh, so we have the uh, first book we wrote, Prisoners of Hope, Captivated by the Expectation of Good, came out of the death of our daughter and are praying for her resurrection, and uh, learned what it was like to have hope in a hopeless situation that then becomes not hopeless at all. Yeah? So if you want to know the story, that's in there. And then um, 21 Days of Hope, this will transform uh, the thing in your life that you always resort back to. You will always resort back to hope after you take 21 days of soaking in hope. It will transform the way you think when you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night. It will take you on a journey uh, that will lead you into uh, the default of hope instead of the default of, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Yeah? 21 Days of Hope. And it has, it has, it's a daily encounter. Uh, men love to read this one because they just have to read just a little tiny bit a day. You know? I've had so many women come to me. My husband's read a book for the first time in his life, and it's your book. <laughs> uh, Heroes of Hope. Um, how many of you have seen the movie Harriet? Great movie. Uh, it's based on my book. No, it's not based on it. <laughs> Although we have the story of Harriet in here. She's one of ten that are uh, great, great people of hope that just birthed hope in the people around them, uh, walked through hopeless situations sometimes, but stood in hope and saw God work through. We were recently at a concert with Andre Bocelli. How many of you know who Andre Bocelli is? You know, he's, he's a blind uh, singer, does a lot of opera stuff, but he also does contemporary music. We were at his concert in Sacramento. I have never heard music like that in my life. And to know the story behind the man and the fact that he, you know, he had sight when he was born 
but he had a disease in his eyes that eventually lost all of his sight. But his mother is the hero of the story who stood strong. In fact, even while she was carrying him, she had an appendicitis, and the doctor said, you need to, we need to abort your child because he's going to be born with some config- disfiguration. And she said, no, I will not. She's a, crit- a woman of faith. She said, I will not abort my child. And I was so glad, sitting in that concert, hearing music from heaven, literally, saying, thank you, thank you, mother, for not giving up on this boy and raising him the way you did. So it's amazing, amazing story. Some great stories. And then Journey is just a, a, a journal, a hope journal. has uh, quotes from Deb and I uh, out of our books, or just Deb, <laughs> uh, on hope on every page. And so you can doodle, you can journal, you can do anything you want to, want to with them. So those are back there. And I only have a few. I didn't bring very many because we've been here a few times. And But if you haven't got one, that helps us get into the nation's. So, you know, invest in in those and you invest in the nations of the world. That's good, huh? All right. All right. Ah, yeah, let's see. It's 1911. I have no idea what 1911 means, so uh, I I guess that's like, I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I do know. I do know. <laughs> All right, I just am so tempted to do just other things. You know, just like that. Have you ever heard of the uh, my notes in the uh, Methuselah, the Methuselah uh, fig palm date palms, Methuselah date palms in Jerusalem in Israel. This is a cool story, and it kind of goes along with what we're, we might talk about. <laughs> it, uh, this, this, this scientist, this woman agriculturalist, uh, took seeds from Masada. Masada was a place where, uh, after, after Christ, uh, there was, uh, the Romans assaulted Jerusalem, destroyed Jerusalem, went on, and uh, the Jews escaped to Masada and uh, were there for over a year. Uh, with the Roman army around surrounding them, they eventually all uh, took their own lives. Um, by the time the Romans got up there uh, to take them, they were all dead. It's a very famous place. Uh, Deb and I have been there, but it's very arid. Uh, there's, it's just just ground and hot, and it's up on a high plateau. Uh, they found some seeds there that are 2,000-year-old date palm seeds, 2,000-year-old. And she took three of those seeds and she planted them. Now imagine, these are seeds that have been on Masada. For, they, haven't, they haven't germinated. They've just been there for 2,000 years. She took these seeds, she planted them. She, she soaked them for a period of time in some, um, uh, in, in some hormones, which is interesting because hormones in the body link things together. Um, and some uh, fertilizer that was made out of seaweed and, and one other item, I can't remember now, but soaked those for a period of days and then planted them, and they grew. you get the picture? 2,000-year-old seeds that grew. You can Google it, and you, I'm telling you the truth. They grew. Now, when, when, when they began to grow, they recognized that they were male trees, and, and uh, the, those particular palms require a female tree and a male tree in order to bear fruit. 
So she took uh, a modern-day wild palm and planted it next to this one. And that one is now bearing fruit. They're both now bearing fruit. Isn't that amazing? It's just amazing to me. And now they found somewhere, the, the Qumran cliffs where they found all of the, uh, huh? the scrolls, Dead Sea Scrolls. They've found some more there and now are, are planting those too. And they're growing and they have, they have these, these whole areas that are just these ancient date palms that are growing out of seeds that were, have set around for 2,000 years. You think you've prayed for your grandson or your child or your mother-in-law or your father-in-law for a long time? That seed is still there. Keep praying for that seed. Keep praying for that seed. Don't give up. Don't give up. You think you've had a prophetic word that's just long, going to take forever to come to pass? That seed was birthed in, was put in you. Soak it. Soak it. Nurture it. Put it in good soil of your own heart. Let your heart be protected. Protect your heart above all things for out of all the issues of life. Put it in good soil in your heart and let that thing germinate in your heart. Don't give up. 2,000 years of a seed can still produce. You know, when I, when I begin to pray for people who have, you know, gone off the rails, gone off the deep end, whatever you want to say about them, they're prodigal children, prodigal sons, prodigal daughters, I pray for the seed that's in them. And I soak the seed that's in them. Yeah? My grand, I don't think I told the story when I was here last time. I don't think we had, well, it wouldn't have been, because it's been a year. My granddaughter, uh, my oldest granddaughter, uh, and some water. My oldest granddaughter is uh, now 25 next month. 25 next month. And she was like, you know, the first one, the one you spend all the money on. <laughs> I mean, we were barely, we were barely making it, and I went out and bought a, uh, a video camera when she was born. You know, and, and those are the days when those were really expensive. Now you can do it with your phone, so, you know. And I went out and bought that just to take pictures of this brand new baby girl. I mean, she, and she was a papa's girl. She would always looking for me. She'd walk in the back of the church, start yelling my name when she was just a little tiny thing while I was preaching. And uh, we just had a great time of her growing up together. But when, uh, about two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, she started dating a young man that was really a wounded, very broken young man. Um, living in a very broken family. Um, and we, we tried to caution her that this would not be a good, a good thing for her to get involved with this young man, but she, she, felt she, she felt like she could fix him. You know? Worst thing you can do, ladies. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And we were, we were careful in what we said, but just tried to encourage her in things. And she has tremendous giftings in the prophetic. She's just an intuitive person, like, like beyond her grandmother even. And Deb's amazing in that area. Uh, but all that started to get shut down as she started getting more and more intimate with this, this young man. And we, the whole family was very worried about her, and she started pulling away from the rest of the family, my, my oldest son and his wife, uh, and uh, finally, we, we felt like, you know, if we don't say something direct, if we just don't say something to her in a very strong way, 
we would look back at some point in her life and she would say, why didn't you tell me? So we did that about a year ago, maybe. Has it been that long? Um, and she listened to us. We were in our home. She listened to us. But we could tell it was that the mask was there, that the wall was there. And she, uh, she never talked to us again. Would not answer our texts or emails. She started separating from her mom and her dad and her brother and sister. Um, and then she decided to get married. And didn't even involve her mom in the wedding preparations, nothing. Because this young man knew that the only way he could dominate her was to get her away from family. And that's what he manipulated to do for a couple of years. And uh, got her totally just twisted around inside and turned upside down and broken from her family. It broke our heart, you can imagine. Uh, This is a girl we love, love very, very much. And we we didn't know what to do but to pray. And our prayer was, God, that seed that we know is in her, we know she loves Jesus. We know that that seed of the gospel was planted in her. She's heard it over and over. She sat in the front row as we preached and as we ministered. She saw the miracles during renewal. She saw all of that. She lived through all of that. And we just kept praying, God, just awaken that seed. Awaken that seed. And, uh, uh, you know, it just seemed like nothing was happening. It just seemed to get worse and worse and worse. Um. Uh, and then one day we got a call from her mom or a text from her mom. Samantha has called me. She's asked me to come to her house. Will you pray? So we did. We prayed. We prayed. Well, before that, she gets, he, she gets married. So Deb and I, or Deb's having her hips replaced. So she's out of commission. I'm, I'm in the Philippines during a time when they have a, a party that her sister is invited to, but the mom and dad is not invited to, but some of the friends from church are invited to her. She's been, she grew up in the church. And she hands out invitations to the wedding. So uh, when I get back from the Philippines, we don't have an invitation, but I figure we weren't at the party, right? So, of course, my granddaughter would want me at her wedding, right? So I find out where the wedding is. My son, they, she does invite my son and his wife, uh, her mom and dad, and uh, my other son and his wife and their family. So that she does invite some of the family to come. Uh, and it's at the home of her soon-to-be father-in-law, mother-in-law. Uh, so I show up thinking, of course I'm invited. I'm walking up to the front door, and the father-in-law standing in the door. He sees me. He runs to the back of the house. Um, and I think, oh, that's interesting. So I come in, I walk through the house, I say hi to him. In fact, Samantha was there. She was, had her dress on with a couple of girls there, and I just went over and hugged her, you know, and then walked on through to the back where they were going to have the ceremony and uh, stood back there with my, my family that was there, and the father-in-law comes to me and said, uh, you have to leave. The couple don't want you here. How dare you come? You were not invited. I said, well, I didn't know I wasn't invited. It's my granddaughter. If she tells me to leave, then I'll leave. He says, no, you need to leave. I said, no, I will leave if my granddaughter tells me to leave. So he walks back in the house and comes back. He went upstairs where they were and came back and said, no, they, they want you to leave. I said, well, have my granddaughter send a note down. Because I just wanted to make sure it was her saying that, you know. 
And he comes back out and threatens me and is going to call the cops. And uh, I said a few choice words. and Very calmly, but they were choice. Uh, again, a very broken man. You know? And so I uh, went over to my son, uh, my oldest, my two sons, and said, I've, they've asked me to leave. And he said, well, we're going too. And Ryan, who is probably have more wisdom than I do most of the time, says, no, we're not going. We're going to be here because if we leave, she'll always know we didn't come. We, we left her wedding. And so I, uh, I left, kicked out of my granddaughter's wedding. I had always envisioned the day that I would marry her to her, her husband. I would perform the ceremony. So it was heartbreaking. Went home and just began to pray that same prayer more intently. Just, is there any hope? It's been 2,000 years, right? And then about a year into the wedding, marriage, about a year, yeah, about a year, she, gets, she gives a call to her mom, and he had finally gone one step too far. And it woke her up. But I believe it was the call of God on her that woke her up. It was those prayers of grandma and grandpa and mom and dad, uncle and aunt. It just kept soaking that seed to awaken. Awaken the seed. Awaken the seed. Awaken the seed that's, that's, that's in there. I think we can pray that for people who don't know Jesus. Because the fingerprint of God is on everybody. Every single person has the fingerprint of God. And we can pray into that seed that was planted at their birth when God knew them from their mother's womb and shaped them and knit them together in their mother's womb. We can pray into that seed and that seed can produce. I think we make our mistake going after their sin. Hello? We make a mistake going after their sin. Let's go after the righteousness, the seed that's inside of them. And call forth that seed. Call forth their destiny, not their history. We can do that. And uh, so my granddaughter, her, her mom came to her and, and she just said, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I've recognized what this man has been doing to me all this time. And changed the lock. They helped, she helped her change the locks on the door. He was out the door and gone. He came, tried to come back a few days later and just that whole guilt. And Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you walk through that, that guilt and control that comes from a very broken person. You know, and he tried that again and she said, no, I, I, this is not, not going to be my life. Connected with her family, went on an outing with, the fa- with her family, with her mom and dad. So we were, you know, we were celebrating. We were very thankful. Um, that she had come to her senses, um, but we, you know, we still hadn't got a response from her or anything like that. So we had a, a gathering at the house, and I don't remember if she had asked for it or, or the the family just wanted to get together at my son's house. And so we we were there, and um, everybody was there, but Samantha hadn't got there yet. So I was sitting on the couch with my grandson. I was talking to my older grandson. He's uh, he's getting ready to go into the Marines, and uh, we're chatting about that. And I'm, I'm I'm looking this way, but my eye is is catching this door over here where I know she's going to come in. And all the, all the family is standing here. My son, my grandson and I are over here, my, but all the rest of the family are here in the kitchen. And uh, I see her come through. And she ignores everybody, pushes right through them, and comes and throws herself on my lap. We didn't have to say anything. 
We just cried together. And now we're reestablishing the relationship. And she's calling me Papa again. She's looking in my eyes again. I'm telling you, you can pray into that seed. And you can see it come back to life. No matter how lost they seem to be, there's a seed in there. We can pray into that. We can call that seed out. We can declare. Write your own declarations about that one that you're, you're going after, the one you're longing for. The situation that just doesn't seem to change. If a 2,000-year-old seed, dear God, if a 2,000-year-old seed can survive that long and produce fruit. I love the fact that she brought a wild new one in. A modern day one. To me, that, that, that speaks of the prophetic word. Of the new new word. The new destiny word. You understand what I'm saying? So when that, when, when that seed starts to produce again, you don't keep praying for that to produce. You, you, you pray for that. You, you begin to speak destiny into that thing. Destiny into that thing. Destiny, the new word, the fresh word of the Lord. And that's what I've been doing with my granddaughter. I'm, I'm just asking her about what's, what her dreams are. What does she want to go after? How can I help her go after those kind of things? So you begin to speak life back into those places. It's fresh life. It's new words, new destiny into their heart. Prophetic words that you think are dead, not dead in God. They're not dead in Him. But you've got to declare into Him. You've got to speak into Him. You've got to prophesy into Him. Yeah? Say, oh, all I've seen is just a little tiny bud out there. That's the time. Right? That's the one. There's a passage, and, and then I just want to pray for some people. So that would be okay? Uh, not at all where we were going to go. Kind of. That's right. Uh, there's a passage in Job. I've, I've mentioned, I think I've said this before here. Uh, it says, For there is hope for a tree if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its tender shoots will not cease. Though its root may grow old in the earth, and it, its stump may die in the ground. You get the picture of this? I mean, this, this tree's been cut down. The root has grown old, right? And the stump is dead. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud forth and bring forth branches like a plant. At the scent. The scent of water. That seed in that person you're praying for, all it needs is you pray one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. That's the tenacity of praying for people. You don't give up. You just never, 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 never give up. You just keep going because it's that one more drop of water, that one more prayer into that seed that will produce the fruit in that person's life. All right? Deb, why don't you help me pray for some people? Come on up. Come on up here. Bring your, bring your microphone. Okay, who has a has a a loved one you're really crying out for? Don't you stand up and stand up? Yeah, you know it's really you you know you're really carrying it. You're not you're not being casual about it. You're not saying I just hope someday they can straighten up. But you're actually willing to really pray for them, really soak that seed. And we're just going to call that seed forth. We're going to call it out. 
no matter how lost that person is, no matter if they've never known God, there's a seed. We can pray into that and watch it blossom. May that seed just catch the scent of water. It doesn't just doesn't take much. So you ready? Just put your, let's, just, let's, just re, let's just begin to declare on your own words right now. Just start, start, start to formulate words. You need to break the silence. You need to break the silence and make your own words be heard by you so that it, it affects the atmosphere in you and around you. It affects the atmosphere in you and around. Just begin to declare into that seed right now. You don't have to have fancy words. No, not fancy words at all. Just God, we declare life into that seed that has been there, Lord, that has been planted there, the gospel that's been planted there, or the, the very fingerprint of, of your hand upon their life. God, the things that we can remember where we knew that they were being pulled by you and they resisted, but that seed, God, is still there. So we just call it into being right now in the name of Jesus. We declare life into that seed that it, it may be 2,000 years old, but it will produce. In fact, it is a 2,000-year-old seed. It's the seed of Christ. It's the seed of Christ that we're calling forth in them to blossom now, to blossom, and not only blossom, but bring forth fruit out of their life, fruit that will remain out of their life in Jesus' name. We just declare that. We declare it, we declare it, we declare into that seed right now. And we call out their name, because that name has seed in it. That name has seed in it. So we call out their name now. Just begin to do that. Begin to call out the name of the one, the ones, the many that you are, you are praying for. Call out those names. Call them out. Declare that they are seed. That name itself is seed. They were called by God. They were called by God. They have a name. They have a name. Paul said in, in Ephesians chapter 3, he said, uh, the Lord, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom all are named. So we call upon that name in Jesus' name. The name that God, you gave that in the mother, mother's womb. The name you gave that person in the mother's womb. Let that be called forth in them. Lord, if there needs to be a name change from what they received when they came into this world to the, to the name that you gave them, let it happen, Lord, in their own heart. Let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen, Lord. Let it happen. Now, Lord, I pray that just fresh hope come. We choose hope in this situation right now. And we choose hope to the degree that everywhere we look from this moment on, we'll see hope in this situation. We will see marks. We will see uh, points at which we're seeing progress. Lord, we, we declare hope into those situations. Declare hope into those situations for every, every single one, Lord. Is there someone here that um, the person you that's on your heart that you've been praying for, you had a dream about them recently? A really intense dream about them? Here? Over here, yeah. Is somebody else, anyone else, that you've they've been in your dreams lately? Okay. Well, um, here, I'll come to you. I feel like that what the Lord is saying is that just like... Extend your hands over this you way. You had a dream about them... Um, I just feel like we're supposed to ask that they have an encounter with the Lord in their dreams and as a a viable witness. Um, So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just um, call it forth. We call it forward. (sighs) Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah. That they will have an encounter with you in their sleep. 
and they'll actually call you and say, you are not going to believe what I dreamed last night. And you're going to be able to say, hey, I've been praying for you, and I prayed for this mm. dream. We just say, let it be done and let it be so. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to believe it? <laughs> you know, it's time to choose hope in these situations and believe the word of the Lord. We always often see in the natural something that happens that shows us what can happen in the spiritual. And this, when I saw this article about these palm trees, I thought, man, that's it. That's what I've been praying all these years with people, praying for that very thing. And in the natural, I'm now seeing it. We can see it in the, in the, in the spiritual, and then we get to see it in reality, in reality. Man, don't you, don't you just long for the day when you can be the, uh, the father of the prodigal son and watch him come down the lane and you throw yourself. My granddaughter did that. I was ready to give her the batted calf, the ring on her finger, the sandal on her shoe, the robe. It was all there for her. Anything she wanted, she could have asked anything in that moment, and I would have given it to her. That's what we want to see in our families, isn't it? In our homes, our hopes. What about uh, prophetic words that you've almost given up on? They're just like, they seem like to be the oldest. They're just like, just gone. They're just, you still want them to happen, but you don't, you just don't know. Go ahead and stand up. You got a prophetic word that just needs, needs some fresh watering of the seed of that word. Yeah. Prophetic words. Oh, did you have something else? Okay. Grab the mic. Here, we pray over prophetic words. Why don't you do that? Yeah. Okay. I'm a little wiped out here. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Where am I? Okay. Oh. Father, we just um, say yes and amen to every prophetic word that yeah. has come from your heart. And we say they have not fallen to the ground. But we are going to position ourselves. We're going to be leaning into them and not afraid to believe. I just pray like God is bringing you a gift of faith. Um, Elizabeth, God's given you a gift of faith, a gift of faith. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Sometimes we need a gift of faith to believe what he has said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Father, I just pray over each one standing that they will receive the gift of faith to believe you, to believe what you said. And we put our amen to it. Yes, and we say, let it be done. Let it be so. Hey. And actually, um, I almost feel like the word that you, is like what you're thinking about right now, because you, you have so many, but um, I almost feel like when the word was given, that it was actually given in a measured way, like it actually wasn't even as high, as powerful mm-hmm. and as big as yeah. um, what the Lord was thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was in seed form. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually bigger. Come than on. Bigger. God, you're so yeah. good. It was in seed form. <laughs> it's actually bigger. It's actually bigger than what you heard when ah! it was given. Seed form. Thank you, Father. Thank mm. you, Father. It's actually mm. bigger. And you've been mm. just struggling with, can I even believe mm. for what the word was? But I'm mm. like, it's actually bigger. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Some of you have had words come to pass, hey. but now you're questioning whether or not this one will come to pass. 
It's like he, he was God then, but can he be God now? Can he be God now? He was God then, but can he be God now? Actually, that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow morning. We're going to do it tonight, but we won't. He was God then, but can he be God now in this situation? I know, I know he healed me, but can he fix my finances? I know he supplied when I didn't think he, when nobody could, but now can he heal me? You understand what I'm saying? We have a situational faith. He's the same God yesterday, today, forever. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, your grace abound. Grace abound, grace abound. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. She's not doing a very good job of praying for y'all, is she? She's kind of locked in up there. As I was praying here, I just the Lord just brought to mind there's a scripture it says um when Paul or Saul the King Saul came around the prophet it says God that God enlarged his heart, so he yep. actually created him it says to be able to be a new person, and it says then the mighty men that also had received a new heart went with him, who oh Jesus, yeah. <laughs> So sometimes we just we just have to let God enlarge our heart, you know, just like expand us because the word is it's so heavy and it's so big. And we just have to get uh, supernaturally enlarged to be able to embrace it and to believe it. So God had given him an, you know, enlarged his heart, made him to be a new man. But in the in the uh, pressure, Mm -hmm. he chose the old way. And he lost the kingdom. And we don't, we don't want to be that, right? No. So that. if you need, you, you're feeling like God, I, I'm, I'm due for an upgrade. I'm, wa- I'm wanting an Increased upgrade. capacity. Increased huh? capacity. Increased capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa, stand up. Increased capacity. He can only feel you and, and to, but he can, he can just keep increasing your capacity. Yeah. Woo. Thank you, Father. So, Father, I just pray right now a supernatural enlarging of our heart, our capacity, our belief system. I I just pray that the systems of our mind and our hearts that need to fall to the ground will fall to the ground and that you bring into uh, right now, today, a new method of thinking of understanding. And some of you, it's like, I, I'm having a hard time thinking right now. Um, almost like you're feeling, uh, has been a season of dizziness and like swirly. Who's that? Who's that? Who's feeling a bit swirly lately? Like I can't, people ask me what my name is and I have to think about it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So father, we just command the swirl to stop. The swirl to stop, the swirl to stop, and that the whirlwind of God would take its place and set everything in order. In Jesus' name, I command mm. it to be so. Woo! Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Short prayers can really work. Things change quickly with just a spoken word. If you just begin, you can sit down if you want to, but just begin. Those of you who are stood because of that, just begin to declare those things. Prophesy into yourself right now. Begin to prophesy 
where you want to go. Prophesy what you want to experience. Don't stare at me. Do, do it. Just begin to do it. Now, I know you think, you're thinking. Think about it for a moment. Where, where do you want to go with, with what's, what's tugging at your heart right now? Now begin to prophesy it. Begin to declare it out. Begin to declare it. Nothing happens in the kingdom until, you, until a declaration is made. Bishop Garlington says there's something in you waiting for you to speak to it. For it to come alive. So what is it something in you right now you want you want to come alive in you? Begin to speak to it right now. In the name of Jesus, begin to declare it to come alive inside of you right now. And when we prayed for other people, you're praying now for yourself. Lord, I declare inside of me a greater capacity. I declare it. I declare that I will be able to I will be able to handle your moves of God in a way I've never done before. I declare that that's going to be my future. I declare into my future right now that that's going to be me. I declare that I will hear your voice better than I ever have heard your voice before. It will become so clear to me. I declare it. I prophesy that that's how I'm going to live according to your voice. And I'm going to hear it like I've never heard it before. And you're going to help me clear away all the garbage, all of the distraction, so that I can hear your voice. I declare that over my own life right now. I declare that, Lord, I declare in my physical frame that I will not become frail until the day it's time for me to go home. I declare that in my own physical frame right now, that that is my, that is my destiny. That is my destiny. That is my destiny. And I declare that according to your word. That, that that same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me and can vitalize my very frame. So I claim that now, that that's my future. Begin to declare your future. This is fun. Begin to declare your future. What you, what you want your future to look like. You say, well, it's all about God. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. But he said, if we'll delight ourselves in him, it gives us the desires of our heart. Right? He's waiting for you to declare some things so he can, he can act on your behalf. So begin to declare what you want your future to look like. Come on, don't be ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't let, just, don't, don't let me be the only one that makes a fool of himself up here. Come on. I'll be a fool for Jesus if I can declare my destiny. Thank you, God. I declare over this church enough finances to do everything that's in their heart to do. Not only their, not only their needs, but their dreams. In Jesus' name. I declare an eradication of debt in the name of Jesus, and it will come suddenly. It will come suddenly, 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 suddenly. In a moment, everything will shift. I declare souls into the kingdom right through this building. Come into this place. Come into this place. Come into this place. I declare a future of soul winning. A future of harvest, Lord, over this house. Over this house and every household that is part of this house. That in their own homes they will see harvest take place. In their own homes they will see harvest take place. In their own homes. In their own workplaces. I declare the future of this house is acceleration. Acceleration. Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
You sat down. This is what happens when you're married for 49 years, you know. 49 this year, huh, 49? 50, 49. Just testing you. Huh? What's that? 71, 71. Yeah, 49. 71. All right. All right. So, Elizabeth, Tim, anything we should go after here? Prayer. What do you got? You got anything? I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a go after spirit in the house. We can, we can do this. We can do this. And you can begin to declare things you never thought you could declare. Isn't it, isn't it funny that there are times when you will be in conversation with somebody and you will say something you never said before and you realize, oh, has that ever happened to you? And you realize you're speaking faith that you didn't have before. That's in the house right now. That's, that's available to, I feel that faith level that you can speak what you desire to speak right now. God is saying yes to, He's saying yes to your yes right now. And you can just begin to do that and declare some things right now. Sometimes they just don't come to pass until we start speaking them. Start speaking them. Yeah. Hey, Deb and I are in, in one of those places right now in terms of our home, our, uh, our a place where we live, where we believe God is moving us into a, a single-story home, and, and we want to give, give our son the house we live in now because it's a big house. It's 4,000 square feet, and he has four kids, and they're living in a 1,600-square-foot, three-bedroom house. So their da- they have a daughter and three sons. Their three sons, the, the oldest son is 12 now, 13, and he's got two little boys living in the room with him. Can you imagine? So you know, it's, And so we want them to live into our house. We don't know how we can do it economically, but we're speaking into it. We're declaring, this house belongs to my son. This house belongs to my son and his son. Yet we need to move. We, we need to get out of a two-story house. And we found a home. We found one we want. We've actually got in contract with it. We have no idea how we're going to pay for it. Because the plan, you know, your typical plan is you sell your home and you take the money from that home and you put it in the other home. Well, the Lord's saying, I think I have a better plan. But I have no idea. I'm telling you the truth. But I feel in this room right now, I can, I, I can declare it done. I can declare it done. I can speak into that. God, you have promised it and it will be so. We had uh, Sean Bowles. Sean Bowles, I don't know if you know Sean at all, but Sean, is, his word of knowledge is just outrageously good. He began to prophesy over my son Ryan, and he was describing a house that they would live in. It described to the color, the backyard, everything of our house. It was the first time we'd heard it, and that's when the, God dropped the seed of that in my heart. And it was the first time I spoke it. I said, I want to give my son my house. I want him to live in it. And I didn't want them to live in it while I was there. <laughs> Four kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there's that seed dropped in. And there's, there's, there's an atmosphere in this house right now for you to declare some things. You've, that you want to pull them from deep down inside here that God spoke to you years and years and years ago and you've hung your harp on the willow. You know, you've said the dream is dead and you've put it on the willow. It's time to take that thing off, tune it up, and just 
hook an amplifier to it. Start strumming that thing. Again, and there's room in this house for that right now. Are you feeling that? Some of you doing that? I mean, pull something from deep down. Pull something from a long time ago. There's an ancientness about this in the room right now. An ancientness about this that we can pull on. What if that has anything to do with the angels you said were ancient angels? Could be. Could be. Yeah? Yeah, I just, I've, there's several things I, I'm, I'm feeling here. And it was really interesting. I just began to hear the word, we have full access. Yeah. About 20 minutes ago, I just, I felt something mm. shift, like full access. Um, it's one thing to know that. It's another thing to get in the atmosphere of full access. Yeah. And, and I actually believe that there's something even ancient, and I'm just going to, this is some things I'm feeling about our name. Uh, the name of the ministry is actually Hill Country Faith Ministries. Uh, and come I, on. And I feel like there's actually, he's actually stirring faith yeah. right now. Faith yeah. to go yeah. after old seeds and yeah. now seeds, and I even see some yeah. future seeds that we can actually pull in right now yeah. into this room right now. Like, like Mary's saying, hey, do whatever he says. He says, it's not my time. And she says, do whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I feel like there's like some even future seeds that God's saying, I'm wanting to stir faith in here right now. Why? Because sometimes future seeds we always put in the future. Yep. And so I just, I feel this, I, and I feel like there's a faith in here right now. And I actually feel like we got we to gotta stir it up a little bit. Um, I feel like we're being much too mild. I'm going to say that again. I feel like we're doing much, being much too mild for like God is saying you have full access. And he's actually, there's the, the deposit of faith is actually going into you right yeah. now to reach yeah. in old seeds, now seeds, even future seeds. There's faith stirring in here right now. So I'm just going to ask you all to raise yeah. your hands right now because yeah. it's a gift of, gift faith, of faith that's he dropping drop. on us right now. How many know that, that we, we have held on to hope here? We have held on to hope, but hope turns into faith. Yep, that's right. That hope turns into faith. And so right now, I actually believe there's a germinating of hope uh. in here right now. There's a germinating of hope that's turning into faith. There's a, yeah, that's it. I, I'm telling you, Bethany, you're breaking through just standing up here. Yeah. That what you're, what you're believing for is actually yeah. is happening yeah. right now. It's happening yeah. Right yeah. now in you. It's happening right now in you. Let her, don't touch her, Chris. Let her go. It's happening right now in you. And I Thank just, come God. on, let's just let it stir yeah. up right yeah. now. And this is not some weird yeah. thing. No. Claudia came up to me in the middle of worship and she said, it's the Lord's good pleasure to give us the kingdom in here tonight. Yeah. And I think we have to uh-huh. recognize it's the pleasure uh-huh. of God to give yeah. us what we're wanting. Yeah. But, but, but what, what, how many know he's wanting it? He's wanting it right now. He's wanting it. That's why he's stirring up. That's why he says, no, we're not going to talk about what we studied. We're going to release. Mm-hmm. Right now it's germinating faith in here. Yeah, thank you, God. So yeah. right, I, 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 a couple of things that I really feel that I just, that are ancient. And, and, you know, we had a real interesting discussion today about revival. But I just believe our portion is to always be revived. Yeah. Yeah. I actually believe it's a portion of this house to always be revived. 
so that everyone that anyone that walks in that's not revived, they're going to say this is revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Is that a, is that a good definition? Because I I don't want to put revival way out there one day. Yeah, You're in it. Here. You're living it. It's, it's in you. Yeah. You are revival. But but right now I just I sense that God is just wanting to to just come blow on the fire on us right now. Just blow on the fire. Mm-hmm. The seeds, mm-hmm. the promise, the ancient seeds that are promised in us that to be always walking in revival, to be revived all the time. Yeah. If you want that, just put your hands up right now. I'm telling you, there's a fresh mm-hmm. wind that God is, is just blowing over right now over that promise. Over that Thank promise. You, it's the promise of God. The Word of God is the promise of God. What's that mean? He's never lied. Nor has he even changed his mind. Glad he covered both those. So we just receive the gift of faith right now that we will always be revived. We'll always be revived. Mm-hmm. Okay, who has the courage to declare something? Stand up and declare it out loud. We want to hear it. Stand. You're going to declare something into your future. Something. Just do it out loud. Come on, come on, come on. You analytical people have just gone into, how are we going to do this now? Are you, are we, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> That's over here. Oh, there you go. Come on, come on. You can be, you can be a personal declaration too. We'll take a risk here. It can be a personal declaration too. I'm sorry, I interrupt, spoke right over the top of you. Come on, uncovered. Come on, some courage in the house. They absolutely are. Come on. Amen. Yeah, look at you. Look at you. Right now, Lord, just let it happen. 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 Stretch, stretch, stretch. Stretch. There you go. Wide doors. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. People go both ways. Us in there and them out here. doors open wide. Swing wide, ye heavenly gates. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. Some of you gonna some of you gonna wake up in the middle of that. You're gonna go. Did I do that? (laughs) Go ahead. Somebody else. I declare the LBJ Street revival will outshine Azusa Street revival. Oh, look at that! Come on. You sure that could be done? 
Come on. Yes. 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 I declare that the older people in this church are not going to age. They're going to live. You know, there, there's something over this house that I've I've noticed quite a while. Uh, I don't know that I've really spoke to it much, but there is there is a generational synergy that this place can have. Uh, you know, in the world, there's generational conflict, right? right? There's competing, there's, there's not trusting, there's not uh, valuing the differences. Right. This house has a calling on it to be a place where generations get a synergy together. They work together in a way that's just powerful. In fact, let me, let me just go to one real quick scripture. Where I was going to go tonight a little bit, but this is this is really cool. This is I, I just came across this about uh, six weeks ago, and it's uh, it's in First Kings, First Kings, First Kings, Second Kings, Third Kings. <laughs> here it is. Okay, here it is. So it, uh, just just real quick, the king of Israel um, is Ben Hadad is coming against the king, king of Syria, coming against the king of Israel, and. Uh, and the Lord comes, uh, I mean, he's outnumbered two to one. And the Lord sends a prophet to, to the king of Israel. And he says, uh, tell him, let, uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, behold, I will deliver into your hand today, and you shall know that I am the Lord. All those people that you see out there against you, I will deliver them into your hand today. And so ah- Ahab's the king, who was, was actually a, kind of an evil king, so, but, but yeah. God will work with anybody. So Ahab says, by whom will you deliver those men into, those people into my hand? He said, by the young leaders of the provinces. Wow. By the young leaders. And then, then Ahab says, who will set the battle in order? And the prophet said, you will. You, you see it? Generational synergy. Each one yielding their strengths to one another. To win the battle. It is powerful. You guys think more about that. I, I just wanted to bring that. I, that. That's on this house. Really strong. We've, we've known it. Every time we come, we feel it. That you have that ability to, to honor one another and to, to value the differences in each other. That's where unity comes. Unity cannot come unless you have difference. Unless you value the difference. It's required. It's required. Somebody else was going to stand. I'm, I'm, I interrupted. Yep. I'm declaring that we are going to have greater influence on the nation, not only personally, but we have the power to do that. Yeah. 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 All right. Say amen to that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let it be so. Okay. Anybody else? Yes. Restore, yeah. Come on. Well, we could probably go on all night, so I'll let you decide when we're done. <laughs> hey, worship team, come on back up here. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm so... Keep singing with me. Hey, well, while they're doing that, I just feel to go after just one thing. 
Because it's amazing how when faith begins to rise, the enemy, the birds of the air always try to come yep. steal. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just feel like that the Lord is just wanting to, to just go after just some disappointment in here real quick. Is that all right? You betcha. Some disappointment. Like, you're just like, well, we've been believing or, or, or like, even right now, you like, you know that faith is stirring in the room, but you're not, you're, you're just like, I, I, I don't know about my situation. And I just feel like there's actually disappointment is lying to you right now. The spirit of disappointment is actually lying to you that's saying, don't believe again. And now this is going to be tough because I'm actually going to ask you to stand up because I just feel like the Lord. Yeah, okay. Disappointment can yeah. be crushing. Yeah, you've missed your appointment, right? I missed and just and just, I, I feel like there's a few of you in here. I just want to say, be encouraged. Yeah, that's right. Be encouraged, Nathan. I see you back there. I just want to say, be encouraged. I see. I just. I literally can see courage being poured into you right now. Mm. Be encouraged. But we just we just declare right now. Thank you, God. Yeah, I, I actually see this like the sword of faith actually cutting like tentacles of disappointment and I see it just going just cutting off of you right now. Deb, would you come do this with me? Yeah, I just I just would you pray? So we cut, we cut, we cut the tether to disappointment in the yeah. name of Jesus. Disappointment can redirect, disconnect, and we cut that tether now in Jesus' name. And we command the appointment that you missed by disappointment back into being. We say, let it be done and let it be so. And that God, when you restore it, what we lost through the disappointment, it doesn't just make us okay. It actually is redeemed at a higher value and a higher price. So, Father, we ask for the testimony that will come from the tether of disappointment being cut in Jesus' name. We cut it now in Jesus' name. We cut it now in Jesus' name. We cut it now in Jesus' name. And we say, reconnect us to faith, hope, and love. We command it so. Faith, hope, and love in Jesus' name. Let's just stand. We're just gonna. I know sometimes that that your worship it, out of, out of the the seed that's just gone in you, then it establishes it in faith.
faith arise, let your faith arise tonight. we were just standing there I just it was all of a sudden like I just had a picture of when Joseph's brothers came back to Egypt remember they're in famine famine 
And what did Joseph send him home with? It, it doesn't say he sent him home with a tremendous amount of food. He sent them with seed. He sent them with seed. And he said the seed will change your next season. And I just want to tell you that the Lord just told me, he said, I've just changed. I just changed the channel on the season for you. And I know he was talking to me personally. I just want to say that, but I know he was talking to the church as well. He said, I have just shifted the season because I have given you seed. Go plant the seed. (laughs) They went home. They planted the seed. And it fed them. Two thousand eighteen, December the seventh. I I had to look up the date. The Lord told me, "Don't discount your seed." I have it on a rotating thing that comes into my phone every now and then. It just says, "Don't discount your seed. Don't discount the seed." And I just want to tell you that the Lord has not only told us to value the seed, but He has given us new seed to shift our season tonight. I think too, I just the picture I saw too is that there's there's gold in the seed. Because we're all the favorite son. And it was in Benjamin's sack. There was a there was a golden object. Silver. It was silver, right? Yeah. What am I saying? There's a faith that God is wanting to put that there's a new season being declared over you right now. The highest form of spiritual warfare is to believe differently. To believe higher than you've been believing. So we just declare... That we're rich with seed. We're now rich with seed to stop famine. Come on, I want you to see it in your family. No more famine. I want you to see it in maybe just it's in your internal. You've just been in famine on the inside. No more famine. You're rich with seed. Now go spread seed in in your hearts, in your belief systems. supposed to be doing the toolbox but I just can't get past one last thing you know just put your hand on your stomach picture that seed whatever you declared I don't care if you stood up and said it out loud uh, uh, you know what's in there you know what you've asked God for hope for and you can pray as long as you like but just start with this yes Yes. Yes.
Yes, God. good all right now is our opportunity to put action to our thanks um where's the toolbox (laughs) oh bill's got it there we go (laughs) can we thank dave and deb for being awesome and sharing the word of the lord yeah we'll do right there um i if you are in the room and you didn't get touched by something um come share that with me because that's next to impossible um buy a lotto ticket tonight um, <laughs> I'm saying because you did something impossible. How could you not be in the room and not get touched? So we want to put um, action to our thanks. We want to sow into the ministry that Dave and Deb have and just what they're doing. So here's the toolbox. We use this to build up the nations to carry out and go out. So um, we'll also put the giving slide up. Perfect. We already nailed it. Um, just, <laughs> just bless and give to them. And we'll see you in the morning, hopefully.